0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Big Guy Fantasy Sports Fantasy Football Consistency Show. As always, I'm Bob Long here at Big Guy Fantasy Sports. That gentleman right there is the Rams are bad. Nope, that is Ron Rigney. Ron, what's going on? What's happening? How was your Thanksgiving? Um, I'm slowly starting to get back into my pants without any uh, extra extra extensions. I, I thought you were going to stop the sentence and say you
1: were slowly trying to get back into your pants, meaning you haven't worn pants since Thanksgiving, which I was going to yeah, say well, is really awesome. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, Thanksgiving was great. Hope you guys had a great time as well. Hope everybody yeah. out there had a great Thanksgiving as well, we definitely had a great day of football, that's for sure. Um, actually, good Thursday night matchup coming up here in a few minutes as well. You know, you got the, the Patriots and the Bills, a lot, of, a lot of Patriots fans calling this the game of the season. If we don't win this, we're done. I don't know if that's true or not, but Little bit of fantasy goodness to be had here if you're a Ramondre Stevenson owner or if you're a uh, maybe a Josh Allen owner. I don't know though. Bill Belichick is just can be really nasty sometimes to fantasy quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, now Allen can move. That's a good thing. At least his injury is his arm, not his, his legs. So mm-hmm. could see Josh running a little bit more than normal. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, I mean, I have Josh in a few leagues, uh, especially some uh, two quarterback leagues. And then I'm not going to lie. I'm doing very well in all of them. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, thank goodness he has toughed it out and played through it. And him and Justin Herbert both deserve a medal of honor this year for playing through the tough injuries. Um, Cause I'm sure they're not having a lot of fun with those the ones they've been doing. But as always, we're here every week bringing you the update on the consistency of the players in the NFL. And Hey, we're, In the final two weeks here, heading into playoff heaven, Uh, hopefully all of you out there are close uh, or already in. Uh, I'm I'm definitely already in in some, close in some, some not so much. But you know, when you play in thirty leagues, that's what happens. (laughs) But uh, as we head into uh, week thirteen, we look at the quarterback position, and right there, tied for first in ninety-one percent consistency is one josh allen and patrick mahomes also one and two in total points only about two and a half points difference between them uh so they've been both having excellent years it's funny because i've heard patrick mahomes is having this you know record-breaking kind of and i'm like record-breaking what i mean he's not like running away with it like he did a few years ago um i don't know if it's yards maybe I don't remember what the record breaking was, but uh, allegedly whatever that was, um, I don't remember. Must be yards because I, you know, he's not getting that much fantasy points um, if he's still behind Allen. Uh, right there behind him, eighty-two percent. Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow also third and fourth in total points. Uh, and then we kind of drop down. Here's the one that will catch some people off guard. I'm going to talk about him. In fact, you know, I'm going to pass on him because I'm going to talk about him when it's my turn for my player. Uh, so we'll pass on him, but this guy's fifth in consistency at 73%. Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray, 70%. Um, Geno Smith, 64%. Trevor Lawrence, 64%. Kirk Cousins, 64 After that, nobody over 60%. Once again, these quarterbacks, we saw this a little bit last year. I, I know two years ago was really bad like this. I think it was an improvement last year, but boy, oh, boy, um, like I said before, Quarterbacks are becoming just like the tight ends. You might want to grab one early next year just to be sure you get, you know, an Allen, Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow. That's it. I mean, everybody else is, you know, other than you – know, well, Kyler Murray's close, but he also hasn't been 100% healthy either. Um, your thoughts? I just can't believe that you're omitting
1: the the guy that's 100% consistent, the GOAT, Mike White. You failed to mention Mike White. who I got, did. I did. Put him in the Hall of Fame, man. He's he's the guy in in New York. Now you called it last week. You well, hey, over. you may you may need to go with him in the first round next year if he keeps this up. You never know. But yeah, it's 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 you know we were talking about on the show. We're just getting to the point where there's we're we're kind of taking a lot longer to find guys to talk about because that consistency once you get past those main guys is just not there. And and yet again, I'm still having success mixing and matching. You know the guys I've got Mike White in one of my starting lineups this week, so yeah. hopefully we got two straight clutch games for the guy. But uh, you got to go a little further down to, to, to find the guy that I'm talking about this. Yeah, all right. I, I feel good about it in the short term. Go, do it. So, we're going to talk about Ryan Tannehill, guy that's only 44% consistent, but two out of his last three, they've started to get that pass offense clicking a little bit. And I think a lot of that has to do with the guy that we talked about, or that I talked about last week. That's Traylon Burks. And Traylon Burks is drafted to be that number one receiver. Uh, There in Tennessee, it's not a passing game that you're going to compare to the Chiefs or you're going to compare to, you know, you're not going to compare Ryan Tannehill to Josh Allen. But over the course of the last three games, he's two out of three with, with clutch games. He's had yardage totals of 255, 333 and 291. Didn't get a clutch game last week. The yardage was there, but just didn't get in the end zone in that loss to Cincy. But in the weeks prior to that, in the two clutch games, he's gotten four touchdowns, only one interception. Uh, when you look at that, that game he had against Green Bay, who's supposed to be one of the better defenses heading into this year, has not turned out that way at all. 127.3 quarterback rating was 22 for 27. And we've just kind of seen him take those steps, and it's been against some good defenses. Denver, you know, say what you want about Denver's offense, but Denver defense has been there since he hasn't been too bad. And in the matchups he's got coming up in the next couple of weeks, he's got Philly coming up, which might initially sound like a pretty tough matchup, but when you look at the fantasy points that they've allowed – over the last three weeks to quarterbacks, they are uh, right there. They're towards the bottom. They haven't been that good. So when you look at who he's got, he's almost kind of been a, been matchup proof. And I not, never thought we'd really say that about Ryan Tannehill. Like I said, I don't think we're going to see huge video game type numbers, but they're getting to the point with some of these teams that they're going to play. They're, they're going to play some good defenses. They're going to try to shut down Derrick Henry, and it's going to open up some things. We talked about Austin Hooper last week as well. He's finally kind of come back to being somewhat fantasy-relevant, especially in the red zone. So they've got a few weapons here and there they can get the ball to. We've seen Dontrell Hilliard take a couple of pass plays to the house as well. So I think you could see a couple more clutch games in the next few weeks for Mr. Ryan
0: Tannehill. Yeah, definitely love that. Uh, So I'm going to go to the guy that, as I mentioned earlier, fifth inconsistency, 73%. He's played in all the games so far. Uh, So 11 11 games uh, because he had a bye week, obviously, back in week six. But it is one Derek Carr, 15th in total points. Not setting the world on fire. Totally get that. But when you look at guys like Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Zach Prescott, Tom Brady, who are all 50, 55% and lower, this guy's at 73%. And he's doing pretty well every week. Obviously, his consistency there, he's got both the Chargers and the Rams in back to back weeks. Chargers are definitely a team that you can pass on. The Rams are just practically giving up. Aaron Donald could be out now for the rest of the year. Everybody's just giving up in LA. Uh, It looks like Sean McVay may be out. Uh, That's the rumors I'm hearing. Um, Guess what? Like we said before, they don't have any draft picks for next year. So, what are they going to do? They have a lot of people that they need to get healthy for next year um, if they're going to make any kind of run, even to get back in the playoffs, let alone back to the Super Bowl. Definitely the worst crash I've seen. A Super Bowl team, yeah, in a long time, yeah. Um, and I get it, injuries are injuries, but holy cow, you, you know, they weren't all that hurt in you know, the first half of the year. But well, and, that, and that's yeah. the
1: downside too of, of, of loading up to make that Super Bowl run when it works, it's awesome. But you know, if, if you get those guys that are a little bit
0: older, a little bit longer in the tooth, it doesn't always bode well for you, yeah, yeah. I mean, the last time I remember something like this was back when, way back, and you're a baseball guy, so I'm sure you remember this is when the the Marlins, the Florida Marlins all ramped up, beat the Indians in in the World Series, um, and then just gutted their team and were dead last night. They did that a couple different th- on for both those Super Bowl or yeah. Super Bowl World
1: Series runs. They yeah. the two the, the that they got in their in their history beefed it up for a for a year, had some had some guys that they brought up from the minors, but also signed a bunch of free agents and then everybody was gone the next year. But yeah. it led to
0: two World Series titles. Yeah, which Indians have not, or at least recently. <laughs> my in my lifetime. Um, all right, so let's move on to the running back position. Uh, still up there at 100% in first place is our good friend and fantasy lover Austin Eckler, we love him. Um, yes, there are some new because uh, so, I don't want, I don't want Ron to get mad at me. There are two jets they are also 100% <laughs> right Brees Hill, right you know Brees Hill. and Zonovan Knight, who came with his first clutch game this past week. There's a run on Zanovin's. I think I may even made a bid for him in the Kings Classic. Right. I'm like, well, he's a breathing player that I do yep. on my team. Yep. But they're both 100%. One seven for seven. One's one for one. Uh, but after that, the normal guys, um, the studs, Barkley, McCaffrey, Chubb, uh, Ramonde Stevenson, who's obviously had a great year, 82%. Joe Mixon, uh, Fournette, Josh Jacobs, who, you know, is just, you know, just light, you know, just lighten it up. And last week was a huge week. He's now second in total points behind Eckler, uh, and only 14 points behind Eckler, too. So he can stay healthy. Um, he could compete for maybe the, the points title, but uh consistency, he's still three games behind Eckler, but still been great for a lot of teams. Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, uh Najee Harris. Uh, you know, believe it or not, is at 73%. He's kind of like the Derek Carr of, of wide receiver of uh running backs right now. Uh, but that's your top, uh, and then at 70% is Kenneth Walker. Everybody else is below 70, and some big names below 70. Jonathan Taylor, uh, you know, uh, Zeke, EtN, Kamara. Kamara is just having an awful year. I mean, I thought for sure he would pick it up. This, and I get it. Their quarterback's been rough. But, Ron, your thoughts on the running backs? Um, they're, you know, if you got some, some of the guys, most of the guys that are first-round guys are at least up there. Decent. I mean, obviously, Camaro was questionable because there was always the talk about him with the uh, legal problems. But you know, the, most of the main stars are up there.
1: Real quick, I want to correct something I said with when I was talking about Ryan Tannehill. Talk about the Eagles being towards the bottom uh, as far as fantasy quarterback points allowed. They're actually towards the top. They're one of the better teams, so you might want to bench him this week. The next two weeks, though. Jacksonville and the Chargers who haven't been that great lately against quarterbacks. So wanted to correct that before I move on. Gotcha. But yeah, you look at the top of that running back list and, and, it, and yet again, it, this, this Jets team is just an offensive fantasy <laughs> juggernaut, I think is what we're, we're having to call them, but at for a yeah. Weeks at a time. <laughs> right. So the the one thing I, I, I read about Austin Eckler this week, if you own him in a PPR, which I'm for, not fortunate enough to, he's on pace to have the all-time reception record for running backs. He's on, on pace to surpass Uh, Christian McCaffrey's record, so that speaks for what he's been able to do, and he's been okay running the ball, but it's been those catches out of the backfield, and that's kind of been a byproduct of Keenan Allen not being there, Mike Williams being iffy as well, so that, congrats to those of you, if you have Austin Eckler, you're probably uh, heading into the playoffs uh, with no problems, but yeah, it's kind of the the usual suspects here, I saw Leonard Fournette's healthy heading into this week, he's he's not injured, I believe he's heading into the, the week Healthy, he's had quite a bit of time off between the bye week and last week. You you mentioned Derrick Henry. Not a lot of surprises there, but I got to say, one of my favorite dynasty pickups was me trading down from pick one to pick three in in one of my dynasty league drafts and getting me some Kenneth Walker. And that's been a nice little compliment to uh, David Montgomery in in my two quarterback dynasty there. But yeah, these running backs, man. You know, Ramondre Stevenson was a guy, another guy that you got at a great value, and he's really been lights out, and he's going to be on pace for. Probably a great game tonight. At least the volume is going to be there because of right. Damian Harris not being out. But it kind of looks like even with Damian Harris in there, Ramondre Stevenson is kind of separating himself, you know, mm-hmm. as that guy in that Patriots backfield.
0: Definitely. All right. So, Ron, uh, we, we went a little deep this week because it was tough to find some running backs other than the top guys who have been putting in some clutch games together, a little, a little bit of consistency that maybe we can count on, especially that could be waiver wire, could be, a bench pickup or trade maybe with somebody but so who do you got is your choice um, for this week and moving forward I went with free agent running back for hire Latavius Murray
1: feels like this guy just gets signed off the street year after year and comes in and just gets it done he's not flashy he's not super fast but he can read blocks he's a crafty veteran he's got a nose for the end zone and he's to me He's the best guy that Denver has in that in that backfield. I mean, I know yeah. they got Chase Edmonds, but to me, he's the guy that I would lean on because he's the most consistent, uh, and that's what we're going for here is consistency. And and mm-hmm. and when you look at Latavius for the last couple of weeks, I know they're going to be getting another you know, guy they have in that backfield is Mike Boone. You don't remember Mike Boone? He had a little bit of success a few years ago uh, as the third string running back in Minnesota. Dalvin Cook was out, Alex Madison was out, and they gave it to Mike Boone. And Mike Boone, right there at the end of the fantasy season was a nice little waiver wire pickup. So I wouldn't sleep on him too much. Uh, so I think him and Latavius Murray are both going to be uh, usable on that backfield. But since week, week four, depending on where he's been, he was in new Orleans, had 11 carries there. And he's had a, at least 11 carries in five games last two weeks. He's got a total of 30 carries. So he's averaging 15 there. He's got a t- He had a, a touchdown on the ground. He had a touchdown receiving last week. So, Got a couple tough matchups coming up, especially with, with the Ravens coming to town next week. And then he's got Kansas City, and then he's got Arizona. So we'll see how that goes. With, and it's, so I don't love the matchups he's got coming up, but I feel like just kind of by default, he's going to be the guy in that backfield. They're not throwing the ball really well. So mm-hmm. I think he's still going to be a lock for at least 15 touches. And like I said, they're going to see, you're going to see Mike Boone mixed in a little bit. Uh, so I think he could be in a deeper league of flex play. But Latavius Murray is the guy that I went with because, like I said, he's just got that nose for the end zone and just knows how to get the ball. In, in in end zone, he's not going to average five yards a carry,
0: but he's going to do enough for you that I think he's going to be an okay flex play. Plus, with Latavius Murray, every game he plays in is a revenge game because he's played for him at some point. <laughs> so that That's always a positive, too. Every every revenge, game is a revenge narrative. Game. Yeah, right? The Ravens would be a revenge game, right? Yes. <laughs> there we go. Um, so the guy I'm going to go with is uh, Isaiah uh, uh, Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Pacquiao? Pacquiao. Pacheco 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 Gosh. We – I said this earlier too, and I got it wrong. Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco, um, you know he's been with the Chiefs. I think we expected a lot more out of him, but he's finally kind of putting it together. Two straight clutch games here. Uh, you know, this week they play the Bengals, so that's going to be a heck of a shootout. I'm assuming they're going to use him quite a bit coming out of the backfield. Um, you know, the only thing, you know, there's the only thing about a long-term effect for this kit is guess what? Chiefs went out and got Melvin Gordon when he got released. So mm-hmm. definitely look. At pacheco this week maybe he'll play with a chip on his shoulder to prove he should stay in that role but then again maybe kansas city does what the freaking bills did with Naheem hines hey let's trade for him or hey how about <laughs> how about um the jets with james robinson mm-hmm. do these trades yeah. right at the deadline think that oh man this is perfect go go and play in in the place of the you know the, the injured players ahead of them and then, it was, I mean, I found out that James Robinson was an active um, bench last week. Yeah. In, in, or a, a, a healthy inactive. Mm-hmm. What? They they went out and traded for him. Like, it made sense. They lost Brees Hall. Let's go get James Robinson. He's a good running back. Have not him play. Um, So maybe the Chiefs will be dumb enough and do that with Melvin Gordon. I wouldn't think so. I think Andy Reid should be smart enough to know better. But – that could be a problem for Pacheco, so make sure you keep an eye on that. Um, if Melvin Gordon's floating out there, certainly pick him up um, and add him to your team, just in case. Um, some team, some players certainly probably dropped him, could not knowing where he was going to go when he got cut. So definitely keep an eye on that as well. All right, we move over to the wide receiver and the favorite position for everybody who has a bunch of wide receivers on their team. Um, I was listening as always to John Hansen in the morning, and they had the the guy on that was, um, I think, up there in a the playoff run with um, and the guy was talking about his draft. And of course, he drafted, you know, Justin Jefferson. And then the next round, he drafted Ty- Tyreek. Hill? Yeah, I think he got Tyreek. Um, yeah, Tyreek. And he drafted like four straight wide receivers. And then his two running backs were Josh Jacobs and Ramonte Stevenson. <laughs> and yet this kid somehow is six and six, which is like, wow. how? But anyway, um, but yeah, he had he had some good players. Oh no, I take it back. Um, his first pick was Jamar Chase. It wasn't it wasn't uh, Jefferson. So that's why I think he's you know with Chase missing yeah. some games, I think he's probably taking a little bit of a dive in the last few weeks. Anyway, uh, but speaking of Stefan Diggs, there he is, first in total points, hundred percent consistent. The uh, only other hundreds are guys who've played less games, like Jamar Chase, Marquise Brown, Hopkins. Um, are seven and seven and six and six uh, not far behind Tyree Kale, 91% uh, Cooper cup, of course, hurt Chris Godwin. I mean, this is one has really surprised me is basically since he's come back, he's pretty much, I mean, he's eight for nine, but I think one of those games, the, the one missing one was the one he got hurt in. Mm-hmm. So he didn't earn one that, but he's eight straight since he came back. Um, obviously has the love of Tom Brady and Mike Evans does not. Um, Right after that, of course, we got Justin Jefferson, 82%, Devontae Adams, Jalen Waddell, CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett, we talked about last week, Michael Pittman, uh, and Chris Olave at 82%. So um, a lot of good big names up there um, that were drafted high, but some that you got a little bit later, like an Olave, like Lockett. um, You know, I think a lot of us were hard to trust the Lockett and Metcalf in the drafts because we thought geno smith was just my well, geno smith and he's obviously proven it differently and speaking of that how about this segue we're going to go to the other wide receiver last week we talked about locket but you're going to talk about this wide receiver who's a favorite of yours and has been extremely consistent over the last four weeks yeah the guy that i'm zeroing in on is 64
1: on the year but has four straight clutch games going into this week and that's dk metcalf and DK Metcalf, I kind of find myself a huge fan of. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Dude, just a physical freak, just runs routes well, just gets open. Uh, he's And I think he's been a large part of Geno Smith's success, along with Tyler Lockett, like you talked about. So, And I think we mentioned last week that I think we finally figured out that Tyler Lockett's problem is not Tyler Lockett. It's, in fact, right. Russell Wilson. And <laughs> so maybe that was a lot of DK Metcalf's problem last year as well. But last week, 11 grabs, 90 yards. Hasn't had as many touchdowns as I'd like to see out of him. I think he's, what, only got four on the season. Uh, He's got the Rams coming up, got Carolina coming up, and got San Francisco coming up. So he's got some tough matchups coming up, but I think there's still going to be enough there that he can hit that clutch game threshold, especially if he does get in the end zone. Uh, You know, like I said, those three defenses are pretty tough against wide receivers, especially when they're firing on all cylinders. But nonetheless, DK is just one of those almost kind of – I don't want to call him – quite call him matchup-proof just yet. But I think he's kind of getting to that point, as far as at least having the targets there and having a guy like Geno Smith looking for him all the time, getting him the ball. Those those Seahawks tight ends haven't panned out quite like we thought they would, and so mm-hmm. those wide receivers are kind of being that, that those favorite targets. So thought I thought DK was worth a mention with four straight, with potential for uh, fifth straight coming up this week.
0: Yeah, so I dug a little deeper because I found this guy when I was putting together my consistency. Uh, Review this week, you know, who's hot, who's not kind of article that I do every week. And one of the guys that jumped out at me that I found way, way down because he's 79th in total points because he's basically been the third wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, maybe even the fourth at times, um, especially. But ever since Dallas Goddard went down, all of a sudden, Quez Watkins has now earned three straight clutch games since that time uh, and has been red hot right now for the Eagles. And is definitely looking like a guy, if you haven't picked him up off your waiver wires and he's still sitting out there, grab him. Not a lot of people probably are paying attention. He isn't setting the world on fire. He's getting, you know, 15-ish points. Um, So that's why he probably hasn't come off your waiver wire yet. I found him on a few of mine. Um, But definitely a guy that, you know, he's got Tennessee and the Giants coming up next couple weeks. Again, Tennessee has been really struggling against the pass. Getting up a lot of fantasy points. Giants or haven't been have been decent, but you know they have their moments as well. And so I really like uh, Quez Watkins. So if he's out there, grab him and get him on your team. It may be helpful in especially if you're in a deep league, 14 team or 12 with a lot of flex. Definitely something to look at. All right, we wrap it up as always with our favorite position, the tight ends. Uh, it is Travis Kelsey and nobody else. It's he is almost at 100 points ahead of second place, which is Mark Andrews. Um, and it's just, again, this is what he did a couple years ago. Last year, he was closer. Andrews actually beat him in total points. We thought, oh man, Kelsey's getting old. He's, he's washed up. Yeah, no, nope. here he is. Hasn't missed a game. 11 for 11, 236 points. Mark Andrews is at 142. Uh, so it's just been a blowout. And then like we have said before, a lot of the guys are still sitting in high percentages. Our guys have been hurt. Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, um, Andrews was hurt for a while. Who you know just can't can't change their numbers because they can't. They aren't playing. Um, Hawkinson, of course, has been on fire six straight since he took over. You know, he went with the Vikings. Now at seventy three percent. So if you kept him and you kept the faith, good for you. He's probably helping you get closer to the playoffs every day. But Ron, as we said every week. <laughs> Outside of some of those guys, um, you know, Tyler Higby, 64%, but he got his zero points last week, is <laughs> my dismay in a lot of leagues, um, which I didn't understand. Like, wait a minute, you have your third-string quarterback. Why is he not throwing to his tight end? Uh, I didn't understand that at all, how in the world this guy could get zero points with a third-string tight end, but he did. Uh, Najoku's healthy. He's back up 67%. Um, definitely, again, if you stash him in your IR and brought him back in, he could be somebody that's very helpful, but we'll see. Is Deshaun Watson going to use him like Jacoby Brissett did? We don't know that, and jason's going to be back this week, so we'll see you there. But Ron, again, same thing. We dug a little deep because you have to a tight end to find anybody with any decent consistency out of the top six or eight. So, who are you going with this week?
1: Well, real quick before I go with my my pick, I wanted to point out, and and I'm not saying anything that that, that everybody can't figure out anyway, but. If Next time the Chiefs are on, because they're on constantly national games, take some time instead of focusing on Patrick Mahomes and focus on Travis Kelsey and and just appreciate how great this guy is. I mean, he's probably going to go down. Like you said, I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. He's probably going to go down as statistically the best tight end that we have seen. But the thing I noticed about him watching him, if you focus on him, is he doesn't do anything – that looks that I mean, it's just I, I don't know how the guy gets as open as he does. And to me, it, it, it speaks to he does his homework and reads defenses and just knows how to get open because he's not running these fancy routes. That you, I don't know, just the, the dude is just ridiculous. He's just fun to watch. So focus yeah. on him the next time the Chiefs are on. Um, yeah, now, definitely good. Let's go from the top of the mountain to bottom of the barrel here. And, and I'm gonna go with my guy. And, and Colby, this is this is for you, my man. We're gonna go with Houston Texans stud tight end Jordan Akins and, and you might have and, and um, I'll give you a second to kind of quit laughing at my pick here or say who <laughs> okay so so now that you've now that you've recovered from spitting your water out or whatever it is that you're drinking so we're gonna go with Jordan Akins because the guy has actually put together a few clutch games he's got three games with at least 61 yards receiving he doesn't receive a ton of targets but the, the, the Texans like to put a lot of tight ends on the field. He's got Cleveland, Dallas, and Kansas City coming up, so they're okay matchups. We know how bad that Houston is. Maybe Kyle Allen will develop more of a rapport. You know, one of those clutch games came last last week, 5-61 for 61 and a score, his second touchdown of the season. So we'll see how this goes, but they're going to have to throw it a little bit. I, I would hate to see them at this point keep running Damian Pearson to the ground when it means absolutely nothing. The guys, he's, he's a stud running back. They can build around him. Uh, get some of these other guys involved. There's nothing beyond Brandon Cook's a wide receiver, so it, it bodes well for Jordan Akins. If you need somebody, if you're if you're a Goddard owner, an Ertz owner, if you you know, you know weren't lucky enough to get Travis Kelsey and you're mixing and matching here, you could do a lot worse out there. But I think that he's a guy that they're going to lean on, especially in the red zone.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, there isn't much out there, and, and he's definitely shown a little bit of consistency. And, you know, again, with playing the Browns this week, I feel like that could be a lot of points scored on the Brown side, so they better – Better throw the ball quite a bit, which I'm sure, assuming they will. Uh, my guy's Foster Moreau. I mean, everybody knows who this guy is. He's who everybody picks up off the waiver wire when Darren Waller goes down, which this year has been more than ever. Uh, he's two out of his last three, three out of his last five, so 60% consistent um, since basically Waller went down. The problem is he's definitely not every other week guy, which this week wouldn't be as good week. But as we said before, the, you know, they got the Rams or the Chargers and the Rams. Uh, both will be looking, I'm sure to throw the ball both. I mean, probably won't be maybe throwing the ball as much against the Rams. Cause I feel like they're up, <clears throat> their offense, isn't going to keep up, mm. but the chargers will. So definitely get him in this week against the chargers. I feel like that's definitely a great matchup for him. Uh, so, uh, definitely like that. So Ron, any more thoughts, uh, as we head into week 13, I mean, again, two weeks here and then, you know, the decision will be made of who's going to get in the playoffs in week 15, 16, and 17. So, your thoughts as we head, this, head towards there? Hats off to those teams that are heading into the
1: playoffs and already have those spots locked up because this has been one of those years that, Oof. you know, it's, I, I feel like almost, I feel like doing, doing those, those of you that watch Seinfeld, I feel like doing the George Costanza anytime I do any calls or pick any games or anything go with the opposite of what I instinctually think is the right answer because nothing I think has been right. Honestly, it's so bad. I, I do a pick them uh, a money league pick that I got in, and I get in it every week, and I have not even been close. I think I'm going to let my 8-year-olds go through and alternate and pick games to see how they do because I'm not able to do it. So hats off to you if you were able to withstand all the injuries, draft a bunch of wide receivers, and get those value running backs, and you're headed into the playoffs uh, with those excellent those
0: excellent two, three, four loss records. I think I'm more excited right now for next year's drafts than I'm about my team because I really want to see like the flip of like nine wide receivers going in round one, where just two, three years ago, three, four years ago, we saw nine and running backs because you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Everybody's going to look at the teams that were successful and it's the teams that got the Jeffersons and, and, you know, the cup until he got hurt the Tyreek Hills, the, you know, and, and, and it's going to go crazy. And then we're going to be drafting, you know, Alvin Kamara and um, these players in round five because they're going to fall so far. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, granted Alvin Kamara certainly hasn't had a good year, but if they can get a decent quarterback back in New Orleans, I mean, he's still young enough and stays pretty healthy. Um, But yeah, I think we're going to see, you know, I mean Josh Jacobs obviously will be much higher this year, especially if he stays with the Raiders. But yeah, I feel like, you know, first pick's gonna be Jefferson or Chase. Probably Kelsey's gonna go in round one, of course. Um, yeah, so I should say wide receivers and tight end. Oh, wide receivers and Kelsey. That's the only one. But I, I feel like you know, you could you might be drafting Jonathan Taylor at number six because. All the running, all the wide receivers are going to be taken one after another. Um, is it the smartest thing to do? Eh, hard to argue, but does, is it going to happen every year? I mean, you know. And then what happens when you're at the end of round two and seventeen wide receivers are gone? What are you, are you still going to take wide receivers? So I mean, they just. I just. I can't wait to watch. I mean, I'll. I'll probably be doing drafts in the summer. You know, like May, yeah. June, July kind of thing with some of the you know, fantasy, uh, or, um, what do you call them? Um, fundraiser type ones, you know, for charities and that, you know, um, Scott fishbowl. I mean, I'll be going to England July 5th mm-hmm. to draft live Scott fishbowl in London with the guys. That'll be a blast, but you know, how's, how's that gonna go? You know, now grand Scott's always at wild scenarios. So, you never know with the score and how that's going to break down. It could change things, but yeah, it's just, it's going to be interesting. Am I right? No, it's, and it's, and I was just getting ready to say,
1: you kind of touched on it. It's just going to drive those running backs back down. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, you might have good intentions of getting those top wide receivers, but I mean, they, they may not be there. So it may be something where, you know, if you're drafting best player available, you might have more running backs than what you think, but it could end up being, I don't know, it could end up being a good problem to have. If you got four yeah. or five four or five running backs to shuffle in, you know, and, and they're guys that you were having to pay a super high premium for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it, but it's just like, it's just like I said earlier, you know, everything that you think, you think you know how it's going to shake out mm-hmm. th- this season, especially it hasn't, hasn't happened that way at all.
0: Yeah. If anybody, if there's any analyst experts, whatever they call themselves out there that are saying that, they, they knew what was going on this year and they, they had a handle on it and that's why they're kicking butt, you know, and they're one league against their parents and grandparents. Um, they're lying. <laughs> there is no way any of us were looking at this year. I mean, there are so many ones that we could go into um, whether it's Kyle Pitts, whether it's, you know, Jonathan Taylor is the obvious number one. or I mean, and we just stop at the obvious number one or running back anymore because that hasn't worked well for the last five or six years. Mm. Um, It's just, it's just, it's a crapshoot. I mean, you you pick the best players you like, hope they stay healthy and and ride it out from there. I mean, obviously teams who drafted just drafting players that stayed healthy might be good enough to get you into the playoffs this year. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah. And it's, and, and the thing that's not talked about enough too
1: is yeah, it's health. But and I and I say this and I say this quite a bit, but the, the luck factor. I mean, you mm-hmm. gotta be lucky, you know, you, you have to. And it's it's one of those things that you know, we predict all this stuff on paper, but it's you have like I said, you have human beings that have to go out and actually do these things mm-hmm. against other human beings. Right. And, and and there's any anything can happen once once that whistle blows and those right. guys are in between those lines, somebody right. can slip and allow a ninety yard touchdown, or somebody, you know, your starting right. quarterback or Josh Allen could be hurt, you know, first play tonight. You know, I hope it didn't just jinx him, but yeah. <laughs> you know, that stuff happens, but it's just yeah. you know, that health and that luck is 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 big time. I mean, obviously you want to have your draft research done and have a draft plan that you mm-hmm. can stick to, but that health is is huge. And I can't I can't think of anything that's helped me more on the teams that I've been successful on this year than my players being healthy most of the year. Yeah.
0: Well, you remember me talking about whatever it was week six and yeah, you know, at the end of week six, I was second in total points in my one King's Classic League and I was two and four. Yeah because I was just getting blown out by teams that were just lighting the world on fire and I was scoring 150 points and they're scoring 180 and 200 I, you know I mean consistency is still good and it still works and it's still important um but yeah it's not foolproof you know I always say you can be the second highest scoring team every week and you can go 0 and 14 I mean it you know can happen it probably won't but it can and then you know so like I said, that Kings classic was a perfect example of me putting up good players, being very consistent. Everybody was staying healthy, but I was running into freight trains every week and I was two and four and really never recovered. Cause then I started, started having injuries and then just fell apart from there. So yeah, it's, it's uh, it's been a crazy year, crazier. I think than every year we say it's been a crazy year, but every year I think we say, yeah, <laughs> this is the worst, but next year, maybe it'll be even crazier. Who knows? So. Anyway, all right, Rods. Everybody, what's happening, and where you're at, where they can find you, and uh, we'll take it out.
1: Yeah. So Colby Conway and myself will be doing the uh, consistently cashing tomorrow, as well as I'll be sitting in for Mr. Bob Lung doing the prop bets with Mr. Conway tomorrow. So we'll have those probably up uh, probably Saturday at some point. I'll have the consistency Check-In for you around the same time as well, and hopefully, and I, you know, I, I talked about our guy Mike White last week. I, I trashed on our boy Alvin Camara last week, so I'll give you a few other guys couple guys to go with the next few weeks, a couple guys to maybe shy away from the next couple weeks, so check that out Saturday. And as always, check out all the wonderful lineup-building tools over at bigguyfantasysports.com.
0: Yep, like Ron said, these guys are going to take it all over this weekend for me. Um, I don't have a bye week. it just schedules aren't working out for us, but uh, I'm sure they will do an amazing job. As you know, we've been red hot with the prop beds. These guys have been crushing it ever since I left the DFS world. there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So good for them. So uh, for Ron Rigney, I'm Bob Long. Don't forget to follow me, Bob underscore Long on Twitter and at Ron Rigney, that guy right there. who I keep always pointing wrong to Uh, everybody. Have a great week. Take care. God bless. We'll see you soon.